This podcast is brought to you by Knowledge at Wharton. For more information, please visit knowledge.wharton.upenn.edu. We all do get angry, and we get angry at a variety of different things, but being able to harness the feelings when you're angry and being able to use them for good and not be destructive may be one of the keys to success, both personally and professionally. Joe Solmanis writes about this in his new book, The Gift of Anger. He, uh, Joe is a former president of the Human Rights Campaign and is now managing director and founding partner of the firm Gavin Solmanis, which advises corporations on effectiveness strategies. And he is here in the studio with us today. Nice to meet you. Thanks for having me. Thank you very much. Uh, I found it interesting when it was going through the book, the foreword uh, of the book was written by the mother of the former University of Wyoming student who was killed uh, more than, well, almost almost 20 years ago now. Right. Uh, and that really sets up the, 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 the issue of anger on, a, on that level, but it, it's one that pervades every level of society these days. You know, it's, it's a, um, as you mentioned, I had been the head of the human rights campaign for almost eight years. And, and during that time, one of the, the most important things we did was to pass the Matthew Shepard and James Byrd hate, prime, hate crimes prevention bill yeah. in response to the, the tragic murder of her son. And, and I had the opportunity to spend many days walking the halls of Congress, trying to convince members of Congress to support that legislation. And the kind of answers you'd get from people, uh, <laughs> the, yeah, you can imagine uh, the whole range of, ish, of answers you'd get from members of Congress to uh, just not agreeing with us on the need for protections against hate-based violence to just sort of indifference to the yeah. to the legislation generally. I had the opportunity to really witness someone who had good reason to be angry. Yeah. You know, understandably, you know, filled with rage Absolutely. based on what happened to her son. But also to see her, you know, kind of hear what she was getting from these people. Yeah channel that anger, process that anger, put it aside and come back with the response that we needed her to give in order to get that vote. And she did it time after time after time. And and I had the privilege to really see the bill passed into law, success made. uh, And and it was one of the first instances where I really was able to understand the importance of being able to channel anger in a way that gets things done. But seemingly we see anger play out more now than probably going back to the 60s. Uh, I mean, it, it feels that way. And I think part of that is social media, how that kind of plays into the messages that are being delivered, and then hence the right. anger that a lot of people have. Right. But, but I mean, we are in a society that, I, I mentioned this in, a, in an interview uh, several days ago, that you know we went from a PC world to now it's almost a PI world where it's politically incorrect. Right. And, and, and this anger just, you know, it keeps driving a lot of things that happen, partly the presidential election that we've got going right now. Right. I mean, I think there's a baseline of anger in this election cycle that is very much about uh, people feeling like the economy is rigged against them. Yeah. Uh, you know, unemployment is down. We're in a much better place than we were in 2008. And yet there are whole swaths of people out there who, uh, for a variety of reasons, feel a deep sense of inequity, a deep sense that uh, some have made it and, and others have not. And and there is justification to a lot of that. But you layer over that, as you're talking about, I think, in an unprecedented way in this election cycle, the 
just the influx of information from social media, the idea that everybody has a platform, yeah. right? Everybody yeah. has an opportunity to say what they think. And and unfortunately, in this election cycle, the sort of un, ugly underbelly of rage and, and a whole bunch of other yeah. sentiments have surfaced that have made it, I think, the, the most angry electorate in, in recent history. So when and I guess why can anger be a gift? I think any, any emotion is a gift. I mean, any okay. emotion is something that we're imbued with for a reason, whether right. it's sadness or anger or frustration. Uh, anger and, and, you know, and the, the appropriate amount of anger and channeling anger in the right way is oftentimes the catalyst for people doing something they didn't think they could do. Right. You know, so, so, so anger really spurs us to keep going. And I, and I write about, um, you know, sort of anger and, and being able to kind of um, anger and sheer will, getting things done you never thought you'd be able to do. But also, you know, kind of channeling that anger in a way that also helps you to see when is it the appropriate time to compromise? When is it the appropriate time to, to give up? Uh, so, so, you know, interestingly, the gift of anger, uh, you know, I think is an intriguing title and also one that kind of reminds us that, you know, it, it has the potential to be a good and an important thing. And, and probably, I would say, 99% of people who, you know, are out there working have a level of anger that they reach at some point during, I won't say every day, but you know, at least during every work week. I mean, something will happen within the workplace that will get them angry. A decision yeah. that goes against them, uh, you know, they didn't get the pay raise that they expected or the promotion that they expected. Something like that happens uh, on a weekly basis. So uh, part of it is being able to kind of understand the anger where it comes from, and how to, to best use it, correct? Absolutely. I mean, th this book is very much geared towards young people entering the work world. And as you said, in any given work day, we encounter things th that aren't as we would like them to be. Right. And that have the potential to make us very angry. And it could be the denial of a promotion. It could be the person you're forced to sit next to. Mm -hmm. But how do you be intentional about determining whether the anger is merited? You know, how do you be much more self-aware about yeah. whether the denial of that promotion is is your doing or or not? Uh, how do you get beyond the differences that you have come to define with the person sitting next to you and find common ground so that you're more successful? And and that's really, uh, you know, at the core of what this book is. Being that, that you're, you're gearing this towards kids that are just getting out of college, part of that, I, I guess, is you're coming from the world of college where sure you have challenges, but maybe you don't have the anger going into the business world where, as you said, things are not going to go 100% your way every time. And I guess that's an adjustment that it's one of the things where you really don't learn it in college right. in, in comparison to being in the real world. Well, and, and here's the other thing. I think the world is changing with regard to technology, the way we communicate, the way we get things done right. all the time. And so young people coming out into the work world uh, are, are potentially for the first time going to find themselves in the company of older people, yeah. people with different ideas than they have, people who do things differently than they do. And, and all of that has the potential to be frustrating and anger-inducing. And so when do you sort of look at the situation and say, my way, the new way, is the way to do it? Yeah. And when do you look at the situation and say, you know what, there's something to be said for wisdom and experience? You talk in the book about kind of being able to listen intently and being able to take in other people's ideas and thought processes. And, and also, 
at some point, uh, you you will come to a situation where, you know, two sides may not agree, but you need to find that middle ground. Right. And, and that ends up being a, a key ingredient of, of being successful in business. And, and not only do you have to find the middle ground, one of the things I talk about is as you enter the work world, as you enter whatever the work environment you are in, uh, and, and again, you're, you're in the company of people who are very different from you. Yeah. How do you, on the front end of that experience, try to define those relationships with the people you work with based on things that you have in common, based on common ground, rather than differences. And if you've done that work and you've laid that foundation so that you have strong connections with people that you work with, yeah. you're a lot more likely to find the common ground you're talking about around a particular issue because you've done the work on the front end. The book uh, is The Gift of Anger, Use Passion to Build, Not Destroy. Joe Salmanese is the author. Your comments are welcome at 844-WHARTON, 844-942-7866. So is, I I remember my, you know, I think... uh, Everybody that's in the 40 to 50 year old range heard this from their parents at one point uh, is the old count to 10, you know, is that not really an effective strategy? I mean, I think a lot of people, you know, have thought that, okay, walk away from it, count to 10 and then kind of assess where you are. Is is that still, you know, a, yeah, something? I mean, in a sense, that's what I'm talking about. I call yeah. it being intentional, you ju- yeah. just sort of taking a step back and being self-aware and asking yourself a question, you know, am I being wronged here or, or you know, it, it, what part of this is on me? You right. know, what yeah. part? And, and also, you know, think about, uh, you know, I talk about, you know, asking for promotion, asking for a raise. I talk about, you know, what it is that you seek to get in the work, in, in your work life. Yeah. Uh, and, and also, you know, just being very intentional about, you know, what, what, what have I done to deserve this? How do I make the case? One of the things I find with young people, uh, that they make the case about a promotion or they make the case about a raise based on what somebody else is getting. Right. Right. Yeah, we say yeah. to them, you know, th- yeah. th- you can make the case based on your own performance. Right. And, and that's, that's probably one of the toughest things I think that young people don't, don't understand is that it, you work for a company, but in some degrees, it's a very individualistic society as well within the company. Right. It, based on, okay, somebody was the lead on a project. Great. They did a phenomenal job. It was a great thing for the bottom line of the company. Okay. What what have you done? Right. And look, one of the great things about the changing work world, particularly in the, the realm of the Fortune 500, is that the work experience is pretty great for people in terms yeah. of the accommodations we make and you know the the the, the <clears throat> way we encourage people to bring them wholesale their whole selves to work the way we can potentially let people work remotely there's a lot yeah. of accommodations that are made for people but at the end of the day your advancement and your success is based solely on your value proposition yeah. you know, what you contribute to the work and and you know i i I talk about in the book, the first job I ever had, I made $16,000 a year. And a woman who <laughs> got hired at the same day as I did was making $18,000 a year. Yeah, I went yeah. in and asked my boss for a raise. I said, I don't know if you realize Kathy makes 18, I make 16. She said to me, not only do I realize it, but you know, you just reminded me that I'm paying you less than her. Stop reminding me that you're doing a $2,000 a year less job than she is, <laughs> you know? And, and so it, 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 I've, I've always said to people, you, you, you know, it's your value proposition, what you bring yeah. uh, and, and how you make the case for yourself that is going to contribute to your advancement. It, it, anger, obviously, as we said, it, is, it's kind of out there in every part of society. One of the areas that I wanted to bring up for a moment is that 
with people's different views on, on different subjects and, and, and life choices, it becomes a big issue and anger within the church as well. Mm-hmm. And that is, that's one of those areas that is, I find it very interesting to view from the outside looking and seeing how an area like the church is supposed to be so peaceful and so calm, yet there ends up being as much anger in the church as there does end up being in, in any corporation that you might find. Right. I mean, I, I talk a lot in the book, particularly in the work that I did at the Human Rights Campaign, about uh, rethinking the way we connect with people when it comes to deep religious differences. Yeah. And, and I think that is true for people who carry a, a deep religious view about something, to, to be able to th- sort of take a step outside of that realm and think differently about the world. Yeah. But I think it's equally important for people like me, you know, who is not a particularly religious person, trying right. to advance a gay rights agenda yeah. I- in the face of a lot of religious ex- resistance sure. and being able to put whatever my own frustration was aside and think differently uh, about... You know, put myself in the shoes of people who hold these deep religious views right. and try to find some common ground. And whether I write in the book about a great deal of work we did trying to find some common ground with uh, with the Mormon church and and our work and their views were very far apart. Yeah. And we've made just a little bit of progress coming just a little bit closer together. But for a lot of people out there on both sides, yeah. it has profound consequences. Catholic church the same way? You know, the Catholic Church is a, is a bit of a different entity to deal with when you're working in social change or electoral politics, because yeah. unlike the Mormon Church, unlike Southern Baptists, uh, where there's a real adherence to the hierarchy, yeah. where they really follow the, the rule of authority, uh, Catholics, and, and as a, a Catholic myself, uh, you know, um, we tend to sort of make our own decisions. You know, we tend to uh, consider ourselves Catholic and be a part of the Catholic Church, but be very independent of the hierarchy on any sure. range of social issues. Sure, so yeah. there's an ability to communicate directly with Catholics and move them, at least in my work, to my point of view, uh, much more easily and, and without the need to kind of deal with the leadership or the hierarchy of the church. Do companies think enough about the issue of anger within the workplace and, you know, th- that it goes on? I, I don't know if it, I almost get the sense that they understand that it's almost a little bit baked in to mm-hmm. what the company is, because you're never going to have every one of your employees agreeing 100% of the time. Yeah. So it's almost like it, it, it companies, as long as it doesn't get too bad, we will deal with it. And right. we understand that that's part of the mix. You know, that's a really good question. And until you just said it, I might not have thought of it that way, but I think the answer is no, they don't. I think they think a lot about professional development. I think they think a lot about the disparities between an older workforce and a younger workforce. Uh, Some of these companies that are hiring lots of people from out of college or lots of people from around the world, they think about diversity. Uh, They think about a lot of different things, but I don't know that they ever add... Um, anger and frustration and, uh, you, you know, sort of the ability to teach lessons and bring people along yeah. and, and think more strategically and put the emotion aside um, as much as they, they probably should be. 
844-WHARTON is the number if you'd like to join in the conversation. 844-942-7866. The book is The Gift of Anger, which is out now in bookstores and online. Joe Salmonese uh, is our guest. He is the author of the book uh, and also the uh, managing uh, director and founding partner of Gavin Salmonese, which is based down in the uh, D.C. area. Again, 844-942-7866 is the number to give us a call. Uh, is there is there a a level of since you're gearing this towards kids you know just recently from college and entering the workforce is there a level of this that schools should think about in terms of what they're teaching and because we talk about college is supposed to be a preparation for the real world right. well this is part of it oh absolutely i i mean this book came of a speech that I have routinely given on college campuses, quite yeah. frankly. And yeah. uh, a couple of schools have actually talked with me about this being potentially a part of a summer reading list. Uh, so I think, you know, the book absolutely has a role in that. But I think the work and the lessons of the book are unquestionably should be a part of it, because I think that uh, th this... And look, it's, it, it's, a, it's a tough thing, you know, trying to get young people to think differently and... Yeah. You know, and and work differently and have new ideas, but also kind of fit into the infrastructure of the work world once sure. they get into it. And as you said, coming out of college, it's everything's new to them yeah. and everything's different. And playing off of what you said a second ago with that first job of yours and getting paid $2,000 less, one of the chapters in the book is uh, how to ask for anything and get it. Right. So what are the secrets for somebody to get what they what they want? Well, I think particularly in, in the workforce, the most important thing that you need to do is to be very clear, clear-headed and dispassionate and unemotional about what it is that you want. Right. So yeah. uh, I can't tell you the number of people who have come to me and asked if they could sit somewhere different. I'd like my own office instead of being in a cubicle. Sure, yeah. Can I tell you something? If there's an office to give away... It is a lot easier to give somebody their own office than a $10,000 raise. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And so yeah. I always say to people, you know, <laughs> what, what is, I'm, I'm always willing to give away real estate than cash, <laughs> but what is it that you really want? Yeah. Uh, does that mean that you feel like you ought to be getting a, a, a higher level of respect? Yeah. Does it mean that you feel like you really should be getting a promotion? What, what does that mean? A lot of times it's the same thing with a title. You know, a ti oh, a, a title's yeah. the same way. Everybody give you a, gets to give be you a new president. title. Great. Yeah, absolutely. Everybody can be vice president. Right. Same thing. You know, what, what is it? And, and, you know, and, and if you, if you feel like you've been doing an extraordinary job for the past six months and you, and you feel like your sort of continued professional development and yeah. commitment is based on some acknowledgement of that yeah. and you think you deserve a raise and you can make the case for that, then ask for a raise. Yeah. But, you know, don't don't ask for your own office because you've been doing such extraordinary work. Right. I mean, unless your own office is more important than more money. But, you know, for whom is that the case? But, but part of that also could be the fact that uh, that so many people see that title as, OK, if I have that title on my resume, that sets me up for the next job. Yeah. And to be able to build build off of that. Uh, you know, and, and again, it doesn't go back to the money, but yep. you know, it again, it, it, it soothes a little bit of that anger that right. maybe somebody has thinking long-term, especially if they're a young person. And, and I've heard that people say the same thing about office space. If I had my own office, people will look at me differently and afford me a different level of respect. And sure. I always come back to the same thing. Your work product 
causes people to look at you differently and forge you and afford you a, a greater degree of respect. And you know, the work product and the way that you participate to the work and the team and the entity. Yeah. Is in and of itself going to move you up the pipeline and give you, not just give you the new title, actually give you the new job. Sure, yeah. 844-942-7866 is the number to give us a call. Join in uh, the conversation with Joe Salmanis, the author of the book, The Gift of Anger, 844-942-7866. You also, I mean, you mentioned the fact that you have had people come up to you and say, I want to be sitting in a different location because of X reason, whatever, whatever that might be. Part of that may be, I want to be in a different, you know, I don't want to be sitting next to a, a specific person. The differences between people is something that a lot of, uh, I think some young people have that issue taken care of in college. Some don't. Mm -hmm. How do you, how do you overcome that? Well, it's like you mentioned at the beginning. I think the, the, the onslaught of information and the world we live in right now has caused us to, you know, kind of look at anybody, you know, in the company of, of ourselves, whether it's in the workplace or otherwise, and sort of define them by what makes them different. Sure. Yeah. You know, I'm a Democrat. He's a Republican. I'm this. She's that. And 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 those become the 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 ways that you think about people almost in a in a kind of a subconscious way. Right. And so. You know, the the work, the intentional work of figuring out how to turn that around for a young person has everything to do with with your ability to work with other people, yeah. has everything to do with your ability to work well in a group and to get other people to think differently about you. Yeah. You know, I mean, that, that that's the other side of the equation is if you do the work of finding that common ground, yeah. the person you're dealing with will not only, like, the work relationship will not only be better because you've done it, yeah. they themselves will probably have a greater level of respect for you and look at you differently and work with you differently simply because you did it. Yeah. And that ends up making the company overall a more successful entity. Absolutely. Because you're getting work done in a better, faster, quicker manner to be, you know, that to improve that bottom line. Yeah. 844-942-7866. The book is The Gift of Anger, Joe Salmis. Uh, in terms of, of, of writing this book, and as you said, you're gearing this more towards students, or I should say uh, recent graduates. What's the message that you want to deliver then? What's, what's the be-all, end-all message that you would like to pass on to kids, young adults that are going into the workplace? That, you know, that, that it is one of the most exciting times of your life, right? You you walk out of college and into the work world and it's a blank canvas and you can do yeah. whatever you want and you ought to carry all of the emotions with you that that come with that experience. Yeah. But, you know, it, it, in your 20s, you know, is the time to really be thoughtful about leadership and about laying a foundation for the rest of your work life. Mm -hmm. And so if you can just take the sort of six or seven lessons from this book and digest them and be a bit more intentional about them, yeah. I think you'll find that your potential to uh, do better in the realm of leadership or professional development or personal relationship is going to be a lot more successful. Pleasure to meet you. Thank you very much for coming in. Thanks for having Greatly me. Greatly appreciate it. The book, uh, by the way, uh, available in bookstores and online, The Gift of Anger, Use Passion to Build, Not Destroy. Joe Salmanese is the author of it. Great to have him here in the studio. For more business news and analysis from Knowledge at Wharton, please visit knowledge.wharton.upenn.edu.